0: Welcome to Upward Dogology, where I retrain your brain and introduce you to the world of cognitive behavioral therapy for dogs over the age of six months. I am beyond excited about the guest we have on today's episode. Cashton Weinberg is an entrepreneur, a volunteer, a philanthropist, and an animal lover. Founder of Cash's Creations, Cash designs and makes wood creations, which he sells and donates part of the earnings to local rescue organizations around Belleville, Ontario, Canada. At 11 years old, Cash's accomplishments and positive attitude is an inspiration for everyone. I follow our chat with a quick look into the challenges faced when fostering or adopting a dog with anxiety. I'm Billy Grimm, your host and successful dogologist for over three decades. And with me again today, I have my co-host, David L. Housel. Hey, David. Hey, Billy. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Today, we have an awesome guest, Cash. Hey, Cash. How are you doing? Good. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. How is it over there where you are? You're near Ottawa, are you? Yeah, I'm in Belleville. Oh, Cool. I had a relative that lived in Belleville. That's a beautiful place.
1: Yeah, we actually just got some snow. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. so does we're later we're gonna be talking about your dog Lola. Does she like the snow? Yeah, she loves to um I throw little snowballs up in the air and she likes to jump up and catch them. She loves <laughs>
0: snow.
1: That's awesome. That's so fun. So let's
0: get to it. And and cash, tell us about um cash creations what products you make, and, and things like that. How it got started.
1: So um, Cash's Creations is my woodworking business where I make wooden toys for kids and donate half of the proceeds to animals. I've actually almost donated $10,000 so far.
0: Wow. wow, that is fantastic. Way to go. That's really good. So what kind of uh, products do you make at Cash Creations?
1: I make little wooden blockbots. I make big and small blockbots out of pine and cedar wood. I use whatever I can find around or shop for add-ons. Like, I use screws, nails, and washers for eyes, like staples for mouths, moreth even for hats, and <laughs> rope and hammer. Wow, that rope is so creative. And- so when you say blockbots,
0: what exactly are those? What What do you mean by blockbots? Um,
1: they're like little wooden toys for kids. Okay. Uh, like a robot. They're like a robot. Okay, and you make them all by hand? Yeah, I do.
0: Handcrafted. That's really cool. How long does it take to make the large ones and the small ones?
1: Um, for the big ones it takes me um like around 2 hours. And for the smaller ones it takes me around an hour. Huh. Okay. And what tools do you use? I use um a miter saw to cut them and I use um a sander to sand them. I use um yeah, so actually, the, um, my dad taught me how to use the miter saw, and I even bought it with my own business money. And actually, um, Home Depot in Belleville and Milwaukee Tools have donated tools and helped me out big time.
0: Big oh, show- that's awesome. Them. That's really great. Gotta love when everybody steps up and helps out. So, so you use these tools. That's pretty good because uh, how old are you? I'm 11. You're 11. Okay. And so you have your own business and you use tools and you have these creations that you've designed. And then on top of that, half the money gets donated and half the money goes back into your business for these tools and the products, right? For the materials.
1: Yeah. Materials. And also my future goal of having my own animal rescue. Great. So
0: that's really great. And I'm sure a lot of people will step up and support you on that as well. Cause that would just be fantastic. So I guess, um, you know, what inspired you to launch Cash's creations is your love of animals. Tell us about that.
1: Um, so I've just always had a passion for animals and have been volunteering and donating to my local humane society for as long as I can remember. Like as I got older, I wanted to do more to help the animals. So I've always loved woodworking with my dad. So I decided that I was going to use my love of woodworking to raise money for animals. That is so great. great. That's great. And uh, obviously, that's a fair bit of
0: time and effort on your dad's part as well, which is great. But you're homeschooled, right? Yeah, I am. That's great. So it's sort of is it sort of all part of that? Or do you consider
1: that your your hobby time?
0: time? Business
1: time, I guess. Business time, like, I also use some of the measurements as, like, a learning experience. Oh, true. I guess you oh, would use math yeah, and point. all those other. That's really,
0: that's really great. So, which rescue organizations do you support again? Can you tell
1: us about those in your local um, area? So, mostly I donate to the Quinti Humane Society and Fix for Life. And Fix for Life is an awesome uh, rescue organization that focuses on rescuing cats, but also helps dogs, too. They've actually spayed and neutered over 25,000 animals. Wow. That's great. And we've, and we've rescued two cats from them too. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So you have cats and dogs. Tell us about those. Um, So I have two cats. We actually just rescued one. Um, her name is Talia. She was born in a barn and then she was, um, she got found and uh, fixed for life. Um, basically um, nurtured her back up to health and right standards to get adopted. And now she's our little kitten. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's great. And we mentioned um, Lola earlier. What's Lola's story?
1: So Lola was abandoned in a barn and found emaciated with a leash and collar still on. She was found actually by an amazing organization called Lost Paws lost pets and reunite them with their families but unfortunately mm. nobody claimed lola so even after being all over the news she was brought mm-hmm. to the Queen's society where they took like amazing care of her and i actually want to give a big shout out to them because they are just great for what they do to help our local animals in need
0: That's absolutely
1: great. So, so then you went
0: and you got her from the humane society, but it it took a little bit before you could you could get her, and you were just visiting her. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we went to see Lola almost every single day to help re- rehabilitate her. Like, I even raised money for um her special food that he, she needed, and bought her her very first bed. She didn't even know what it was. Is the sad thing she, she didn't know what a bed was. No, she. So we had to show her that it was okay and it was good. And now she's just a happy, healthy girl. And she's so happy-go-lucky. And when she was found, she was only 40 pounds. And now she's doubled in her weight. And good she's for still- you. She's wow, that's all. a big dog. Yeah, and that <laughs> that health comes
0: not only from food, but from love and care and being in a good home and having a good bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and having snowballs to play with as well. and uh, a yard and fun, and it, it all works together in the dog's health. That's amazing.
1: Actually, when we adopted her, we had two chihuahuas. Oh, and yeah. She learned a lot from them, and it's cute because she, she acts like a chihuahua now. She's like, hello, I am a chihuahua.
0: Aw, <laughs>
1: that's so cute. That's great. <laughs> um, so I just want to get back and ask you a
0: little bit more about uh, your um, creations. creations. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. What, um, Cash, what age groups order your creations and what do they use them for? Um, pretty much people of all ages buy my blockbots because they love the idea behind them and that they're helping animals in need. Kids love to have them as toys because each one is unique so they can collect them. And adults also like to have them as decoration so they can put them on their shelves and even (laughs) just like sitting around and it's just good to look at. Yeah. Right. And what's your most popular piece? Um, well, my bots and my block bots are my flagship thing. It's mostly the small bot. Mm. Um yeah. That's that's really
0: great. So um I will put in the show notes uh for all you listeners out there. I'm gonna put in the show notes how you can uh connect with with cash and order uh cash creations, and that'll all be in the show notes. Uh, as well as links to some of the uh, rescue organizations and shelters that Cash has been telling us about and the ones that he supports. So Cash, we're going to finish by asking you to share something that you have learned from animals or an animal in your life.
1: Well, I think what I've learned the most is resilience. Like Lola has taught me so much. She came from such a bad past where humans weren't very nice to her and abandoned her. But now she's so happy and trusting and happy-go-lucky. Like, she is, is really just the sweetest dog ever. And it's crazy because of what she's been through. It's so, so important to have compassion and patience when dealing with rescue animals, especially because you really don't know what they've been through and what they have to overcome. So That is exactly true. They don't have a voice, so we need to be their voice.
0: Exactly. Well put.
1: Well put. We need to be their voice.
0: And if we all work together and do what we can do and what our skills are to help them, then it uh, it takes a village, but it helps one dog at a time. So that is so fantastic what you're doing for all the rescue dogs and the organizations, but also in particular for Lola, because she obviously (laughs) waited. And like you said, she she's resilient. So. Maybe she just had this inkling that you were coming along for her. Yeah, we yeah. love her. And
1: you're an inspiration, Cash, not just to other children, but to adults as well.
0: Thank Aww, you so thank- much. Thanks so much for all you do. And thank you for taking the time to share your story and your business and, and all your successes and efforts with us. And, and we're going to be keeping in touch. And, and, um, uh, seeing how you're doing, and and in the future with your rescue as well, I just I just love all your your goals and ambitions, Cash.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Take care, Cash. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye.
0: Thanks so much to Cash Weinberg for all he does for the animals and to Quinte Humane Society, Fixed for Life, Lost Paws, and to Cash's local Home Depot for donations. It really is all an amazing and beautiful thing. Cash's love for Lola radiates. Arguably, there is nothing more rewarding and bonding than giving a fulfilling life to a dog that was so scared and neglected she didn't even know what a dog bed was for. As many of my listeners know, I have advised hundreds of fosters For different rescue organizations all around the world to help them with dogs who are challenging to home or who are repeatedly returned for behavioral reasons, commonly aggression or anxiety, it is often difficult for rescue organizations to get fosters for fearful dogs because of the time commitment, the amount of time and patience and the reality that many end up being foster fails, which is not altogether a horrible thing, but these can deter people from offering to foster or adopt them. Anxiety rehab is where upward dogology shines. Grounded in cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, it is proven to calmly and easily decrease anxiety and allow fosters and adopters to see progress, which, by human nature, increases patience. I call this productive patience. By creating a bond using methods grounded in CBT, we change the dog's perception of us and our ability to guide. We establish a platform with transferable skills— Giving us transferable skills, we can then rely on to decrease anxiety in increasingly difficult situations. And this allows dogs to be more comfortable in new situations or with new people. These transferable skills are literally the comfort blanket, and it increases the success rate of adoptions. Dogs literally view the new people as knowing what they know and knowing how to effectively communicate with them. Dogs can live their best lives, and people who help them can be very proud. There is no one right way to work with a dog, and it is essential now more than ever for professionals, organizations, and businesses that have the ability to increase awareness of how to effectively work with dogs over six months of age, especially dogs with a checkered past, to open their minds to learning how to apply cognitive behavioral therapy. That is my goal, to save dogs' lives through education. As Cash said, we need to be their voice. The music on this episode is provided by OpenStrum of New Brunswick, Canada. Michel is a talented musician who combines his talent with his passion for animals through events and contests and spreading awareness. I encourage you to be a part of the solution in any way you can. Support cash by purchasing a BlockBot. Every little bit helps. Check out other episodes to learn how organizations and people around the world are helping dogs. Be sure to tune in to the upcoming episode where I chat with a woman whose book spreads awareness of the capabilities of dogs with disabilities. Be sure to follow everyone that you can on Instagram and all their social media platforms because this also helps to spread awareness. All the links are in the show notes. Enjoy your learning journey.